Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995. Immediately, that's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. And serving as host this hour, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Mr. Todd Cunin. Thank you, Cal Hunter. Todd Cunin here for the third hour of Radio Law Talk. And to my right, Denise Dirks. We've been here for two hours. This is the third hour here. Cal Hunter behind the glass. How you doing, Cal? Hanging in there? Oh, perfect. I was just getting ready to figure out how I can properly dance to Radio Law Talk. There's just no way. We we really that, need to get that video music. Of that. It doesn't lend itself to. You know. Yes, I I still I I still want to lay down a screaming guitar solo over the Radio Law Talk intro. I gotta oh, do fun. that. That'll be fun. Yeah, Tom just or Tom Todd just like plays maestro. You know? Yeah, it's, I, 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 you know, I come in here when that's going. I'm, I'm like the, uh, the composer, the conductor of the <laughs> yes. symphony. You know, yeah. hold. It's a, every time I do, I think of that old Bugs Bunny cartoon where Bugs Bunny was going after the guy that was singing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ah, that's a, that's another story. Look, we're going to get into a couple of things in just a minute in our, our typical case or no case. But for those of you that were listening at the very end of the last hour, we we. We're talking about celebrity divorces and prenuptial agreements, and and we had talked about one area, and that was um, what liability you may have if you break off an engagement, whether or not you owe the ring, the the woman has to give the ring back, and and certainly that would be dependent upon maybe who was the one that broke up, right? What does the ring really signify? I think that. It, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Denise, but I would look at it this way. If if the guy gives a girl a ring, let's say it's $5,000 ring, we'll just call it $5,000. Know, add as many zeros to that figure as you need to make it applicable to you. For me, well, it would be 50 bucks. I'd be taking a couple of zeros <laughs> off, but whatever. So uh, a $5,000 ring, um, and then the guy breaks off the engagement, right? He gives the ring, but then he breaks off the engagement. Am I correct in assuming that... Absent any other circumstances, generally speaking, society would be okay with her keeping the ring, and 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 maybe it would be determined as a gift, right? Well, that depends. Okay. And that depends on state law. That depends on the two morals, you know, the two parties and their moral values. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, you can't really say, but certainly under the law in certain states, it would be deemed a gift. 
and in other states it would be deemed that the marital contract or the contract to enter into a marriage was broken by one of the parties and that breach determines who gets the ring okay so the non-breaching party would so, get the ring so in this in this instance he's the one that gave the ring so he paid for the ring he gave the ring to her and then he breaks up with her calls off the engagement um, I I look at that putting aside uh, the law at first blush, I look at that, and, and if somebody asked me, not as a lawyer, but just as a person, I'd say, yeah, she should keep the ring. It's like a consolation prize. Right. You put her through that. You, you did that knowing that she should keep the ring. Now, alternate scenario, uh, they're dating. He proposes. He gives her the ring, and shortly thereafter, she breaks off the engagement. At first, Not legally speaking, but I would say, yeah, she should probably give the ring back in a scenario like that, right? That's right. Um, that would be my moral compass would say that. Okay. Um, and under certain theories, she broke the marital contract. So, or not the marital contract, but the contract to marry. And so she would then have to give back the ring. But I've seen fights and there's some states, there's no law on it. Okay, so we talked about prenups. Now we've talked about what happens if the engagement is broken off. What about a scenario where two people walk down the aisle, but something happens where it's not, even though they say I do, something happens where the marriage isn't finalized. Did we have one like that? We do. We have several, okay. actually. But the funny part of this is, I mean, what's the ultimate non-commitment where you go through the ceremony, but you don't actually get married? And how is that possible? I, that's on my bucket list, but uh, go on. <laughs> In the case of Pamela Anderson and John Peters, uh, they had a 12 days. They've been married 12 days. Or how they... could they throw away two days shy of two weeks? I mean, are they, I mean, it was 12 days. That's like one day for each day of yes. Christmas. Uh, they had a secret wedding. They're not married, by the way. Because what keeps them from being married? Well, in the state in which they got married or had the ceremony in, they also have to have a marriage certificate. And some states, the marriage certificate's issued, and you have so many days to verify and, that you had the ceremony and turn that marriage certificate back in to get it basically certified. And once that happens, then you're married. But if you don't go through with that marriage certificate process – you're not married. And that's what they did. They have not turned in that marriage certificate yet. And the time is ticking. And the interesting thing is, for our younger viewers, you can compare this to Vanderpump Rules, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney. They also got married in a huge ceremony in um, Lisa Vanderpump's backyard. That was amazing, a beautiful ceremony. And what happened? Tom Schwartz lost the marriage certificate. It never got finalized as it was required under California law. And so they had to get remarried again. I just, I just wondering how many times, Hey, did you file that marriage? Yeah, honey, I filed it. Whatever. Just get off my back. I'm watching TV day later. Hey, did you file that marriage certificate? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm playing call of duty. Leave me alone. Hey, you... no, I lost and the, it. <laughs> and the, he lost it. And the funny thing is they go and they have a second ceremony in Las Vegas, Nevada. So there, here's a second state. And what happens? He loses it again. But this time he he gets a certified copy. At, because there they had to have witnesses. Then they had to turn in that certificate with the witnesses on it. And he was able to recreate that truth, marriage certificate. Truth is stranger than fiction. Yes. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. And that is why 
in my opinion, Radio Law Talk and Case or No Case is so popular because we never know if Cal is lying or not. So set him up, Cal. I resent the implication. What you, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm like. My mouth is moving. Isn't now it's time okay, to play here we go. Case here we go. or No Case. Yay! Jesse Demerick was a bad guy. In 2009, he was leading the police on a high-speed chase, and he crashed his stolen van into the front yard of her home, a random home called the Rowleys. Uh, Demerick went inside the couple's home and pulled out a knife and threatened them. The Rowleys managed to gain Demerick's trust by remaining calm, eating Cheetos with him, drinking Dr. Pepper, and uh, watching Patch Adams, which prove he can, he can endure anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then, even though it was hyped up on the Dr. Pepper caffeine, Demerick fell asleep. The couple left their house, called the cops. They went into the house and arrested Mr. Dimmick, whom they accidentally shot in the back in the process. Dimmick uh, was sentenced to 47 years in prison, but he said, listen, they inflicted pain and suffering on me and your honor. Your, I mean, my lawyer, they violated a contract with me. So he had something that he thought he might have a case about. So I'm going to ask, I think you're first now, Todd, aren't you? Oh, Denise is first. I okay, am. Denise, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about Mr. Dang, Dimmick? I wish that I could defer to Todd. Well, here, here's the one thing, though, is we are less than a minute away. No, so not quite. We, got the, we have enough time. You can at least give us a preliminary yes. thought on this project. She's, she's yes. stretching. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Pepper, something tells me, is this Utah? <laughs> Where did oh, that go from? <laughs> <laughs> they drink Dr. Pepper in Utah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. If it was just... Utah, they'd have brownies and do an invocation. The whole thing would have worked. Oh, so. yeah. They'd knock on the door and do a cookie ditch. Okay. Do you know what, what state this was in? I do not. I'm sorry. Because I'm trying to determine what kind of contract that, that um, Jesse had with the policing agency that would have been mm, violated. I think the contract was with the family that he broke into their home. That was the issue here. Oh, he and the contract it. was as long as I stay calm and don't hurt anybody, then I'm not going to be, I got it, so then I'm not going to be charged with any kind of crime. Yeah, something, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay, so, well, I just can't think fast enough, and I'm so sorry. I think that seconds. we should ask our listeners to call in at 855-529-7234. Let us know how you feel. Or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We'll be right back. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616 Dish, 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 dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, that's 800-814-5108. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Are you serious? Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. So, uh, we went in to the break where Denise was, as per usual, deftly stalling for time so that she could give her response. And in her defense, she didn't have a whole lot of time to offer a response here. But this case is... Go ahead and and the facts here that we've got. Well, we've got a man named Jesse in 2009 uh, to where he is, you know, crashes into the Rayleigh's house and then he takes them kind of hostage by a knife and they try to calm him down. So they they talk to him. They feed him Cheetos. They drink Dr. Pepper and they watch Patch Adams. (laughs) And then he ultimately just falls asleep 
And after he falls asleep, they call the police. Police come in. They shoot him in the back. That's not really explained too much. And then um, he is arrested. And then he claims that that was a breach of a contract that he had with his victims. Yes. And and probably that's true. Probably the breach of contract, the contract was if you end this peacefully, then we will not uh, pursue prosecution of you. Something to that effect, because that would make some sense when, if you're in a kidnapping situation. So the question is, can you consent to kidnapping? Can you um, enforce an agreement not to prosecute or bring criminal actions against a criminal who clearly has done the conduct? Or is there some kind of homeowner's liability for him getting <laughs> shot in the back? Right? I mean, it could be something like that. And this is what I have to say. It's so detailed. There's too many small little facts in here that are funny and everything else. Too detailed for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not a case. It's totally made up. Uh, in some imagination part, by Cal. Hmm. I think that's a logical conclusion. Mr. Kunin, what say you? Case or no case? Uh, remind me, Cal. So, sure. So he, he's prosecuted. And what? where are we at in this? Your question, did he seek legal counsel or did he say that he got legal counsel and they filed a case? He was sentenced to 47 <clears throat> years in prison. Okay. But as he was upriver, he decided to consult with his criminal lawyer and said, I think I got a case against them. And here's why. Okay, so what happened after that? Well, that's really what we're talking about. A, is it a legit case? And B, what happened, as always? So I'm going to say that this is a scenario that everything happened up until you talked about everything. And, uh... Okay, got it. (laughs) And what the heck? You only live once, right? Well, what they say, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say you have nine lives. You're a cat. <laughs> well, yeah, could could be, but I'm probably on my last one. I'll say that this is a case, but it is disposed of very quickly in the sense that somebody technically filed on this one, but it didn't survive very long before a judge says, "I don't think so," and and it was punted. But I will say that something technically was filed to pursue it, but it didn't go very far. And and the biggest reason is that. Look, the couple could have said whatever they want, and signing a contract or making contract while under duress with the person that is causing that duress is never going to be valid. So, mm. um, so yeah, I I think that that is that is the case. The other reason is that the uh, yeah the events that they were allegedly waiving had already occurred before they entered into this alleged contract. So yes, something it's a case. Something was filed, but the homeowner wins because this is disposed of very quickly. I just admire your instincts. I mean, how you wrap your brain around this stuff and go, wow, that's really, you know, I, yeah, that's a very admirable thing. I was, also, I was also going to say no case, but as soon as she said no case, I was like, <laughs> I got to do something different. Well, Jesse Dimmick led the cops on a high-speed chase, crashed his van, and then I was going to say, if you, for a bonus point, if you could take a flyer on the legal theory, but I, I think we've talked it out. Let me tell you what happened. The Rollies filed a lawsuit against Mr. Dimmick for emotional distress, $75,000. He filed back. He wanted $235,160 to cover hospital bills and seventy-five dollars for pain and suffering because, he claimed, the Rollies had agreed to hide him from the police in exchange for money. And he said, Your Honor, that's a legally binding contract. And the judge said, Mr. Rowley, you're full of it. 
get out of here. <laughs> Send him so on his way. So it was a case. Todd pretty much hit it now yeah. on. It was a case. It's a legally binding oral contract. The judge disagreed. Dimmick's lawsuit is out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is... Uh, case or no case. Todd's had a good day today. Should go buy a lottery ticket on the way home, Todd. You've got... Well, you got two points today, and Denise got two points Yeah, today. we're all tied for yeah. two, is so my understanding. So that's case or no case. <laughs> right? You know, I, this case here, though, I, I keep expecting to hear something on appeal. The appellate court turned back and said that the homeowners may, may face be, liability right. because Patch Adams was the <laughs> was the movie they made him watch. If it had been Ishtar, it'd be a straight on. They'd probably owe a million. <laughs> or that movie about the West with Chris Christopherson that I can't remember the name of that was so horrible. You know, but... <laughs> Patch Adams, really? We're going to watch Patch Adams while eating Dr. Pepper? What, no Cheetos. Donuts? Yeah. <laughs> eating I mean, Dr. Pepper Now he's got Cheetos. orange fingers, and he's got Dr. Pepper burps, and he's still... <laughs> oh, good heavens. Oh, my sakes. <laughs> well, if you were listening to the show in the first hour, and we hope that you were, we talked a little bit about Apple computers and how they faced some liability because of statements that their CEO made during a... Uh, a shareholders call where he it's as alleged and the liability he's facing they haven't it's the case is still going it's just the judge said the plaintiffs can maintain this lawsuit they can continue to pursue their lawsuit claiming that that uh, Tim Cook whether intentionally or unintentionally misled investors to think that the market in China was a lot stronger than it was and that as evidenced by this uh, two weeks after he made that statement they actually Pulled a lot of their, shut down a lot of business in China, which would reflect, yeah, you might, you probably knew something before and would have known it at the time of the shareholders' call, so that was misinformation that you relayed. Did That's, Cook have a defense for that? Well, it's it's still pending. Oh, it's still pending, so yet. we don't know oh, what his defense that. is. Apple is also facing another lawsuit, and this lawsuit is by somebody seeking a trillion dollars. Because the employee at the Apple store may have inappropriately swapped out his phone. Why not so, a gazillion? So, well, he tried that. That case got dismissed, and so he refiled at the more reasonable sum of a trillion. Trillion. We'll talk about that when we come back. See what happens when you do well in the United States. You're a target of a lot of times, and uh, Apple's used to lawsuits, certainly. You're used to listening to Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. There's more of it coming right up. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car if you pay my fee, I'll take your case. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. So we went into the break talking about the legal troubles that Apple has faced. I'm using the air quotes about legal troubles with regard to that one case for the trillion dollars. Before we get to that, I, I forgot to talk about another one. And this sort of dovetails into the uh, into the previous case we talked about with Apple, where the CEO was is facing liability. The company is facing liability to shareholders based upon the CEO's statement that uh, things were going well in China. And that begs the question when things didn't turn out too well. That begs the question of how does Apple continue to make money on iPhones when everybody seems to have one? And one of the ways is by creating new iPhones so that people have to get upgrades and they want to get a new one. You always want the latest one. And then your old iPhone, for some reason, starts to run more slowly. When And so you want to get a newer iPhone to be to have it run more quickly. And I know that there's processors in the phone that may be different, causing the new ones to run more quickly. But Apple was sued in a class action lawsuit that settled recently. It settled in March. And the allegation in the class action lawsuit was that Apple had been intentionally pushing out software updates that caused the older iPhones to run more slowly, thereby inducing those owners of iPhones to have to buy the newer models. Yeah, they had to upgrade. (laughs) Otherwise, they weren't supported anymore. Digital forced obsolescence. Can can you believe it? You know, I swear, I have bought refrigerators, and right after that one-year warranty expires on them, they... Crash. Well, they have little calendars in them, you know. Well, well I, either I, that or they have a chip in them. Well, cars that, do. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's a chip in them, and as soon as that warranty expires, something in that chip is going to make something malfunction. 
I thought she was going to say, after one year, the refrigerator starts running more slowly. You know, so the so when the, so when the crank callers call, hey, ma'am, is your refrigerator running? More well, slowly. yes. Well, you better catch it. Well, it's not running very fast because the warranty's up. I'll be able to catch it. You calling me? For. It's chasing me. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's chasing me. You know, whatever. So, uh, so yeah. So Apple was sued in this class action lawsuit, and they settled the lawsuit. They didn't admit any liability, which is the civil equivalent of pleading no contest, but they. They did agree to the settlement. It was a 500, up to $500 million. And, and the idea here is that every affected owner of an iPhone uh, would get a, like a $25 settlement. So that happens. Well, I still want my money, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you want what money? Well, I got like well, five iPhones that I purchased over the years. I'd like to. Well, like yeah, well, obviously, you know, maybe, maybe you should get one for each iPhone. Of course, then they'd say you couldn't use all five iPhones. And you're like, hey. I don't like call waiting. Right. So I, I have, have to trade this numbers. one in to get that one and that one in to get this one. Done, you know, I mean, come on. You know? Yeah, so, I think I had, I was way low and I had to bump all the way up to get to a point where it was a normal yeah. situation. So, so Denise and I, over the break, started talking about, well, what is the chain of reaction effect when you have to get a new iPhone? Because they're never the same size. Right. So, right. so, so, what, ha- so yeah. what happens there? Well, they over time they've changed the um, way to charge them. Yes. Right. So, so charging those, adapter, all new cables. So all the accessories, literally, Headphones. will have to be changed out. So it's not just Apple benefiting, but it's all these different accessory companies that are benefiting from those changes as well. And think about how many times, how many times you have to buy an adapter for your car. I know. Yeah. And you know, there's really no way to avoid buying different accessories. I um, am down with the headphone struggle because, you know, every, all of them have plug-in. I broadcast games using my phone with a network connection. So right. you plug it in. Now, all of a sudden, I can't do that. I got to get a, I got to get an adapt. I got to do, you know, buy this other junk. And I just think it's an outrage. And, and you know, the thing is, is if, if you try to broadcast using the Bluetooth adapters, those don't always sync the way they're supposed to. There is, there is safety and comfort from a technological standpoint when you're hardwired into something plug yes right, right. So, that's right yeah. they've made it now so you cannot buy a new battery and put yeah. in a new battery yeah, right? you, if, if you need a new battery on an iphone you got to, and that's been that way from the beginning you got to send it in they replace the battery give it back yeah right. well other other phones besides iphones have had the option before yes they have um but not iphones iphones right. have, have changed that option they're too cool for that the data yeah. the little sim cards remember mm-hmm. those yes. now you don't have access to that now you have to actually take it in and you're going to have to buy a bigger plan or somehow increase the data on your iPhones. So, so that takes Outrageous. us that takes us to this case where the guy filed a trillion for a trillion dollars in damages because he had taken his iPhone into the Apple store so he claims. And when he took it in, he uh, claims that he was labeled as crazy by the <laughs> By the uh, customer, yes, by the by the iPhone techs, right? And he says that the attendant at the Apple store fixed his device, but then kept it by deceiving the plaintiff, knowing that it was the first phone to have these new features, and that the attendant saw it and said, "Oh, I want those features for myself." By the way, the features were software, not hardware. You could have downloaded them, whatever. And so he kept the physical phone. That's the allegation, and gave him. The the iPhone the i Apple Store employee I, I can't even talk right now I'm just so flabbergasted yeah switched out the phone so he switched out the phone and and dang it 
That is worth a trillion dollars. Now, Oh, the humanity. He, now, look, I think, you know how he fixed his other phone? Wrapped it in tinfoil and gave it back to him. You know, that would have worked, <laughs> but only if, you were wear, only if you were wearing the tinfoil on your head. No, I'm just saying. Prior to putting it on the phone. Um, it, it, look, the first complaint that he filed, his uh, request for damages, he phrased it as, this is a quote, two priceless trillion dollars. Now, not knowing what priceless meant, <laughs> that case was dismissed. Is that but he, a legal definition? But he refiled. And not surprisingly, you know, maybe Apple, understanding that anything they say could be used against them, has declined to comment in response to this story. <laughs> you know what? I'll bet you they settle this. And they'll settle it by giving a new phone or doing something for him. Because I, I, they have to. Now, I'll, okay, <laughs> if, if it were me, given how crazy this is, there's no way I would recommend settling for this reason. If you settle and that becomes public, you just open the door for every wingnut out there every to file a lawsuit claiming, yeah, yeah. thinking, oh, I'll be able to get, I'll be able to get a phone out of this. Now, here's the thing, though. You know, what, what's a new iPhone cost? What's about you know, seven hundred thousand bucks, something like yeah, that? Yeah. What are the filing fees to file a complaint? In a, about four hundred bucks. Unless you represent yourself and claim poverty. Well, Which yeah, a lot of that, people that, do. that could be it. Or, yeah. seek, or seek the cost of filing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you want? I want a new phone and the cost of this lawsuit. <laughs> and some earphones. Well, you drive a hard bargain, sir. I don't know how yeah. we'll be able to... Uh, I, I don't know how we'll be able to take care of this, but, uh, you know, the, this crack legal team. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear that Apple must have, in their little round little toilet seat headquarters or whatever... They must have a whole circular floor full of lawyers because everybody's going after them because they have so much cash. Look, you know, what was it? At one point in time, I, I seem to recall this. This is back, I want to say it was around the time of the, uh, of the financial crisis in 2008. And at one point, Apple was valued and had more liquid cash than the Treasury had at that point in time. There was one point when that happened. Right. It was like... Uh, Wow. Well, their printing press was broken at the Treasury. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, well, we'll just print new money. We can do this. We can do that. But, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing. It's like uh, the imagery that I was given once about a successful company is that a successful company or even a person that has achieved independent wealth, lottery winners, stuff like that, they become like a person wearing a wool sweater walking through a wheat field waiting to be harvested. And they end up picking up, that sweater picks up every single burr there is and all that stuff. And that's what it's like for lawsuits to people that have money or uh, companies like this. Everybody wants a piece. Or black suit at a cat's funeral. I mean, <laughs> yeah, ex exactly, <laughs> exactly. Get, get, get fuzz all over it, right? So, uh, but, but can't you just uh, enter into a settlement agreement that can be confidential? It's not made non-public, and it can preclude future claims. Well, I suppose you could. I just wouldn't trust this particular plaintiff to honor that agreement once he got his phone. I mean, this guy's nuts. Yeah. That's the allegation. I mean, you, you, you know. you're, you're claiming that he may be. You don't know, of course. I, I don't now. know. Obviously, I don't know. I, I think that it is very reasonable to file a complaint seeking a two priceless trillion dollars on your own behalf. <laughs> but uh, but I'll, I'll make no assumptions about his mental condition no. based upon that. I just think that based upon the nature of the filing, Apple may be concerned about any, any settlement. <laughs> or future filings. Yes. You know what they'll probably end up doing? Giving him a free Android phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, they'll, they'll give him one of the phones from the other lawsuit that's been slowed down. <laughs> Here you go, sir. <laughs> oh, Cal. So, uh, Enjoy. <laughs> all right. We uh, we have one more segment ready to go. Once we come back from the break, don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, either online or on your favorite radio station. Thank you, Tom. We're all excited about Quick Tates. That's coming up and more on Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. 
I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Oh, stop it. Oh, come on. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Radio Law Talk. RadioLawTalk.com. You know, Cal does this case or no case. He he gives those to us usually at the beginning <laughs> of every hour. And I uh, I have said this on past occasions. I would love to be at the pearly gates at the same time Cal stands before the pearly gates. So that when when they go and ask Cal to account for his life, I'm pretty certain his response will be, I take you to Burley, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> And, you're... And, and then, if St. Peter can guess, case or no case, it, oh, I'm sorry, you are wrong, I get to go to heaven. Where a listener to K-Bar Radio. <laughs> that would be awesome. But, look, I came I like across it. something the other day. I was, I was doing some light reading. And, and I came across this case. It's a true case, okay? And <laughs> it, it's not recent, but this just cracked me up. I wanted to share it with you. It's the case of the guy who sued himself. All right. So the individual's name is Peter Maxwell of Chino, California, and he had a business. Okay. So both people are named Peter Maxwell. The guy who sued and the guy who got sued are both named Peter Maxwell. Because they're both the same guy. Okay. Huh. So Peter Maxwell had this business. Wait, was he a pumpkin eater? Peter, Peter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, because he had he had a wife and he kept her. Okay. Okay. Just okay. So uh, so what happened was he also in this business for whatever reason decided to employ himself as an employee. Tax structure. Yeah. yeah. So you have the business as a separate corporate entity, and you have him, and he's the CEO of that business. But you also have him as essentially the chief cook and bottle washer of this. Uh, Entity where he is the employee. And on one particular occasion, Peter Maxwell had an industrial accident. They were spinning things or whatever, and a piece of clothing got caught, and he was pulled into a piece of machinery, and he was injured. And so Peter Maxwell, the employee, sought legal counsel, got legal counsel, and exactly, yes, yes, it's it's a live, um, you know. Actual recording of the events. So Peter Maxwell, the employee, decided that he was going to retain counsel, and he filed a lawsuit against the entity that he was the CEO of. And it went to court. And the entity also hired an attorney to represent them. So now you have Peter Maxwell, both the employee and the CEO of the company. Same guy has retired two attorneys, and guess what? They got to a settlement of the case. Peter won. Yeah, Peter, me Peter settled the case with himself for <laughs> the tune of about $58,000, $58,500. And because it was an award based upon this, Peter, the employee, claimed that it should have been tax-free to him. 
And Peter, the CEO, said, well, that should be a business expense, so we can deduct that from our taxes. Both of which are true under normal circumstances. Under normal circumstances. The IRS said, I'm sorry, we we take umbrage to that. (laughs) And said, Mr. Peter Maxwell, the employee, you owe tax on that, and the employer, you cannot deduct that amount from your taxes. And so they appealed. And the district court, this is 1990, the judge ruled that the employee could have it tax-free as a settlement and that the employer could deduct it, overrule the IRS. So a a guy successfully sued himself. Sometimes the clever guys win. (laughs) You just can't make this stuff up. It is amazing. Too bad it wasn't for more money. I, I mean, 58000 is kind of well, low I, you, for getting injured. Well, you know, here's here's probably why he didn't. He didn't he want didn't, his insurance rates to Well, he didn't up. want to raise it to raise the X mod on the work comp insurance. Oh, for the company. <laughs> right. That's a good guess. I, I got to sue because and the, and the other thing is, you, you notice it was like for 58500 which I believe is very close to the amount before something can be removed to federal court. <laughs> so he didn't trust his alter ego to really stick it to him to remove it to federal How court. How would you like to be at that settlement conference? Your Honor, um, I... I I took very good care to make sure I got injured. Oh, no, I, no, he didn't. I mean, it's the second guy talking. That would be an interesting visual, wouldn't is, it? Is there a statement in aggravation? It was his fault. No, <laughs> it was not. It was due. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what that's what happens when uh, people with multiple personalities own a business. Yeah, no conflict of interest here. He just changed hats. Oh, right? So, so uh, again, <laughs> truth, stranger than fiction. There was another one in here about a guy that actually ended up implicating himself in a murder. Because, I have to say this one because I talked about it in the first hour, implicated himself in a murder, and and the murder was one of those where it happened on Christmas Eve, a person was killed, and they couldn't find the suspect or anything like that. Well, this guy's name, street name, was Chopper. And it turns out that Chopper had a tattoo that a law enforcement officer saw, and the law enforcement, and the tattoo depicted a killing that occurred, it had Santa on his chest that depicted the killing that occurred on Christmas Eve, even down to the detail of a helicopter that was on there that referred to Chopper. Chopper. And so he was implicated because of the tattoo he had gotten that reflected the incident and was later found guilty of Don't tell me that Chopper is not a brain surgeon. I'm just guessing. I'm just just guessing, (laughs) no. (laughs) Folks, folks, you can't make this stuff up. You wow. just can't. I mean, but how would that make him guilty? He just, he was just, I mean, it's just art. Yeah, well, it, the thing is, it's an admission. They can prove that somebody died, and if they have this that makes it look like it, now they know who to look at, and they can start questioning, okay, where were you at this time? And they can start piecing it together. I see. And you know, it's, it's a, a tattoo on your body is actually communication. Yeah. Oh. Well, there, there are there are cultures. The the uh, I believe in the Russian culture, the older Russian culture, the tattoos actually tell a story. They reflect the experiences in your life, and that's also the true in um, I believe in Japanese culture. I was a Japanese major in college, and we studied the history. There was um, something to that with the tattoos actually tell a story about experiences that you've had in your life. Huh, so um, that's here. Huh. But you know, it's, it's dumb criminals, and then you have. You know, they're still dumb, but it's very sad what's going on up in Idaho with the Vallows, with Lori Vallow. Oh, my gosh. And, and the, we've talked about this case before, but there's been a recent development. Chad Daybell. So if you if 
you've been living under a rock and you don't know this. This is the case about the woman, Lori Vallow, whose husband died. She relocated from Arizona up to uh, Idaho. And shortly after she got to Idaho, Chad Daybell's wife, and she was kind of a Chad Daybell follower, his wife deceased, and they didn't have an autopsy. And then shortly after that, like a couple weeks after that, Daybell and Vallow get married, and Vallow's kids also disappeared. And we don't know where they are. And the judge said, where are you? You better tell me right now where they are. And she yeah, said, present them in and court. Present them. Yeah. And instead of yeah. going to court, she fled. She was later apprehended in Hawaii, Hawaii yeah. and brought back on the contempt of court charges. Yeah. And let's see. They got a search warrant. They searched the house. Didn't find a whole lot. They searched Daybell's house. Daybell's house. They didn't find a whole lot. They issued a second search warrant. A neighbor, a neighbor called the police and said, you know, last winter there were two Big bonfires right there and right there. And he pointed to where they were. And so the authorities said, oh, well, thank you. That's how they got the search warrant. Got it. So the search warrant's been sealed. We don't know what's in the warrants, but... They did get a judge to issue the warrant. They went back out, and it appears that they did find the bodies of two smaller individuals. There's been no confirmation that it's these two kids, but as a result of that, Chad Daybell has been taken into custody. What and, a sad story. Yeah, and the question is, look, right now, until we know more, the, what's the basis for taking him into custody? It's not murder, because they don't know, but you can't take him into custody for obstruction of justice, for improper disposal of human remains. There's a whole host of things that they can rely on to take him into custody while they continue to investigate, and if they're able to find the cause of death, then that is what would happen. We'll so follow it They can get more, him sentenced on that and have him do two or three years upriver while they're figuring out the rest of the not, case. Not I really. There, <laughs> there, is, there is a case that says, like it's Kellett, that says that uh, a person has the right to have everything that they know about him charged at the same time. Oh, okay. And so that's okay. why he hasn't specifically been charged, because he could jam him up by pleading to it and then later saying, ah, double jeopardy, you can't come after me for this because you already knew stuff that was close. Because that's a lesser included offense, too, yeah, something uh, like some, that. Some okay. of them are, but, okay. you know, but uh, they, they have to be very careful with how they charge, but they can't hold him pending the investigation and stuff that's going on. So, Well, that was a long take, but you know what it's time for now? Oh, yes. It is time for us to play our magical musical bed and... Do quick takes. And, uh, Denise, do you have yours ready? You're talking I do. Okay, okay, let's hear your quick take. Denise, please. Okay, I'd like to tell Jesse James, who's been married and now going to be divorced four times, to take a, you know, a look at Ka- Pamela Anderson. All he has to do is not finish the marital certificate process, and he won't have to go through another divorce. Wasn't he Julia Roberts' husband? Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Yes. Sandra Bullock. Okay. Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, same difference. Okay, Todd Cunin, what is your quick take? Well, it kind of piggybacks on that. Look, if you've been married and divorced four times, maybe marriage isn't your thing. Hmm. Just throwing it out there. But uh, what's the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Yeah, okay. Right. And I guess if you like Radio Lot Talk, if that's your thing, we thank you for that. If you'll get us out of here, Todd, I'd appreciate it. Oh, sounds good. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Law Talk. We'll be back next Saturday. Fred Penny should be in the house. Until then, you can catch us all on RadioLawTalk.com. Listen to podcasts of the old show. If you want to info, email us info at RadioLawTalk.com. Until then, we will see you next week. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Money, 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 money. You gotta have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call Lending Tree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business, so you'll get loans with competitive interest rates, and in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call Lending Tree now. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136.